This is the Off Duty On Duty Podcast, episode number 30. We're at 30. I wish I was 30 again. I'm your host, Brian Eastridge. Welcome to the podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com podcast network. The Off Duty On Duty Podcast, we take topics relevant to today's gun owners and we tackle them from the perspective of everyday concealed carriers and the perspective of on-duty law enforcement officers to give you both angles of discussion. Today, I am joined by one Riley Bowman. If you remember back to the Dot or Not series, Riley was one of our guest experts on that. And today we're going to talk about the upcoming Guardian Conference, the Guardian Nation Conference, first ever and hopefully will be annual. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by ccwsafe.com. They are a legal service membership for concealed carriers, law enforcement officers, and they are the most comprehensive coverage by the most experienced team. And they have given me the opportunity to pass along a 10% discount on your membership by clicking on the link in the show notes or go to ccwsafe.com forward slash off duty 10. Also brought to you by Mountain Man Medical. Mountain Man is focused on two principles. First, build med kits and trauma kits that consist of name brand and proven tested components. Second, make them the most affordable of any company on the market. Check out the full lineup of products and kits at mountainmanmedical.com. Remember, law enforcement officers, firearms instructors, and other professionals, you can save up to 15%. Also, as always, EDC Belt Company, manufacturers of the Foundation Belt. Foundation Concealed Carry Belt is the most functional and comfortable concealed carry belt on the market today. Hands down, check them out at edcbeltco.com. Also, as we mentioned earlier, the Guardian Conference, guardianconference.com. This will be the first of an annual series of conferences sponsored by Guardian Nation and concealedcarry.com, which hopefully we will get some more uh, minutia and detail of. The Guardian Conference is uh, September of this year in Oklahoma City. And uh, my guest here coming on shortly will be giving us all the information about the upcoming conference. Let's bring him in now. Welcome back, Riley, from uh, episode, I think, four, Dot or Not, back uh, back in the summertime before there were snowstorms and such. Has it been that long? It's been that long. I, I think it was like July <laughs> or August when we rolled that podcast of last year. It was uh, one of the one of the bigger downloaded ones that we had for uh, the series because that was when we launched and we launched five, I think, five at once, and and that one seemed to uh, that had a lot of traction because there was a lot of good information in it. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but we're uh, going to talk about the Guardian Conference because I've gotten some gotten some uh, email messages, et cetera, from uh, listeners, and I've been plugging the link for the Guardian Conference in uh, our show notes, and hopefully that's gotten some willing participation. But uh, first off, what is the Guardian Conference? The Guardian Conference is a three day event in September in Oklahoma City. Uh, for folks that want to come get some of the best training out there from guys like Larry Vickers, uh, Matt Little, Jeff Gonzalez, uh, Chuck Haggard, uh, yourself, Brian. We got a bunch, bunch of, we, I think we got about a dozen instructors or so lined up for the event. 
uh, be a lot of different class offerings and opportunities. Um, breakfast and lunch provided uh, each day. You'll be, you know, folks will be on their own for dinner. Uh, typically, uh, we have some dinners planned for like our Guardian Nation members, for instance, um, which Guardian Nation is our membership program that we have at concealedcarry.com. But yeah, uh, it'll be at uh, o- Oklahoma City Gun Club, which is a fantastic facility. It's going to be a great place. Uh, hopefully a great time of the year. Should be decent in September, according to Brian anyway. <laughs> it could be hot. It could be cold. <laughs> it could be raining. There could be tornadoes. You never know. But uh, September is usually one of the safer uh, months of the year here in the uh, ever-temperate Oklahoma City metro. But <laughs> but yeah, we got to give a big shout out to Susie Rouse from Oklahoma City Gun Club for uh, allowing this to go on there. I got my first full big tour of that facility that day that we, uh, you and Jacob came down. I'd been all over different parts of it, but I'd never seen like all of it at once and uh, didn't realize how much improvement they had done to that. Uh, looks like we're going to be kind of taking up the Cowboy Action Center over there. And and uh, that I'm looking forward to that because whatever bay that I get, it's going to have a really cool name like the Livery Stable or the OKC Corral or something. Like, hey, you're due for a class with Brian at the OKC Corral. I, I, I kind of enjoyed that part of it. So, that's exactly right. It's good. We're gonna have some fun with that, I think. Um, and, and the other cool thing here is this is one of the nicest cowboy action ranges in in the country, uh, and each of those buildings are like legit buildings and structures. So the nice thing is, if for some reason weather does, if we get a like a afternoon thunderstorm or something roll through. Um, we got good cover that people can get, get in, get in under, uh, and, uh, you know, get out of the wet stuff for a bit. Yeah. Most, most of the shooting bays have, uh, seating, either bleacher seating or some type of an area where, you know, you can park it for an hour or so if you need to. And the other nice thing is they're, they're long enough that you could shoot, you know, 35 to 40 yards, uh, you know, in a handgun class, I think that's more than sufficient for most of them. And, uh, the other nice part is if it rains, you can just move the targets closer to the overhead cover. So <laughs> that, that was a big plus in my book. Cause I've been rained, uh, rained on, you know, we'll, we'll have a period of drought. And the minute I schedule a class, we have like thunderstorms half the day. So, uh, inevitably when you go to shoot, that's, that's the kind of weather, but, uh, looking forward to that. So how is the, the the conference going to run or is it going to be people sign up for classes free for all or kind of is you know who wants to train with who i'm sure i'm guessing that'll come out here in the next couple of months yeah that's something i'm working on right now and uh i'm i've been going kind of down through the list of some of the instructors uh trying to get a sense of what curriculum exactly we're going to have that that each of them's going to teach uh, you know in some cases some of them may kind of teach the same block of instruction multiple times, just kind of throughout the weekend. Others uh, may want to do, you know, w- one thing here and another thing there. And so uh, we're, we're working on getting that uh, worked out, the schedule kind of like a rough schedule of sorts, at least so we kind of have an idea of what is all going to be available and then how we're going to go about getting people signed up for the different blocks of instruction. That's that's a ongoing internal discussion as far as how's best to do that. We we definitely want it to be uh, equitable. We want everybody 
you know, to be able to attend the blocks that they, that they'd like to, but as is the case with events like this, um, you're going to inevitably have some people that can't, you know, just because of scheduling conflicts or because of lack of availability. Um, you know, I can't promise that everybody's gonna be able to attend everything that they want to, but I can promise everything that you will attend will be top notch and high quality. I've been going through my curriculum. Are they going to be broke down into two and four, four hour blocks or, I know Hanny was talking about doing some lecture blocks maybe. And uh, so, yeah, I think that uh, probably most of the firearms blocks will be more than likely built around a four hour block Um, just because it, while you could do some things in a shorter time frame, uh, you know, in a live fire class, I, I think the four hour block model probably works best in most contexts, but w- there will be, uh, you're exactly right. There will be some, some lectures or seminars as well that will take place throughout the weekend for many of these same instructors. Uh, and, and, uh, hopefully that's, I mean, number one, cause what we would like to think in terms of the type of people that are attending this event are, those of you that are serious about the practice of self-defense and concealed in particularly in a concealed carry, um, uh, you know, format, uh, not that it has to be that, that, you know, that that is your focus, but that's kind of, that's really the goal is for well-trained practiced, you know, gun carriers, uh, for, for personal defense because of that, like, it's not only about the guns. So there's going to be other great training that's available, including, like I said, lectures and seminars that are going to, you know, whether we're talking about mindset related stuff, whether it's, you know, Chuck Haggard's going to be putting on some OC training and, and some other, you know, he's actually going to be doing a low light, uh, uh, block of instruction as well. That's going to be really cool and really exciting. Um, you know, so there's, there's all these other opportunities to not just learn the gun and learn how to shoot the gun, but to make ourselves better, more prepared, well-rounded practitioners of the self-defense arts. My dear friend, Michael Burgess and I were, he, he's one of the, the few people out there that really teaches based around curriculum that I, I put together. Uh, you know, he's flying in to, to put on uh, the classes with me because he is a masterful practitioner with a, uh, red dot mounted handgun. So I was like, you know, what better asset to have in the class? Cause I know that's going to be a popular thing. We're in the process of paring down that, that skill builder curriculum and trying to determine who our target market is with it. And I say target market, I mean, conference attendees and keep the round count fairly low so that we can if a guy goes, man, I, I really want to train with Larry Vickers, but I'm a little intimidated or Jeff Gonzalez or, or Matt Little or somebody like that, somebody that's maybe got their foot in the door of the concealed carry world, but not completely through the threshold is, mm-hmm. is to get them up to speed really quickly at a low round count. So then they can go train with Matt Little or Jeff or, or Larry and really get instead of drinking through the fire hose, they're sipping from the water fountain, so to speak. So we're, we're kind of structuring the curriculum for our, our block, uh, around a little more like the newer, greener shooter kind of thing. I think it's going to be a, a worthwhile endeavor. So, and I am a little jealous of the conference attendees because they're going to get to go train with Jeff and Larry and Matthew little, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll get to float through and watch some of their stuff too. So, yeah, uh, but I, I'm really looking forward to it mainly, uh, you know, getting to meet some of the Guardian Nation members. I see these, you know, faces online and and people that I've networked with 
uh, in the virtual format and actually getting to, you know, fist bump, shake hands, whatever. And, uh, you know, spend a weekend with, with a lot of like-minded people. So that's, yeah, for me, that's, that's what I'm, one of the things I'm really excited about. So for sure, for sure. And, and we do want this to be an event too, where instructors, should they choose to, you know, have the ability or the option to, uh, to get a little bit of training themselves in as well. Uh, I, I suspect, uh, you know, guys like Larry, for instance, I think Larry's planning on teaching pretty much the whole weekend. Um, and I think he'll probably be one of the more in-demand instructors as well. And that, that's another, you know, another one there too, just, just based on the sheer, you know, numbers of things and the way it's going to work out that unfortunately not everybody's going to be able to get in a class with Larry more than likely, um, just based on our projected, you know, numbers of attendees at this event and the fact that he, he can only teach so many, <laughs> so many right. at a time, so many, you know, different days. So, but, you know, again, we've got Spencer Keepers involved and, and he's a fantastic instructor as well. Uh, particularly if someone really wants to learn how to run their gun from, from the appendix carry position. Uh, he's, he's really, you know, well-known. That's like, that's his thing, right? Uh, Matt Little, you know, uh, retired uh, Green Beret and SWAT cop out of uh, Chicago, um, plus a master class level USPSA and IDPA competitor, you know, just he has that whole range, you know, of yeah. understanding of kind of all the different worlds that intersect with guns and the use of guns in different applications. Um, just a really great guy. And I, uh, he, he'll be doing an abbreviated format of his, I call it his how to train course. Right. Um, and that's really what it's about is like, how, how can you identify where you want to get better and then craft essentially your own training plan and he'll walk you through um, his different modes of, of doing that as far as like he, he'll have you do things like th- that that are very uh, experimental like so there's experimentation that he wants you to do and then isolating those skills and then uh, then you really start you know working and developing those specific skills so that you can start really making, you know, very efficient gains in your development as a shooter. And that's really what I think what's really key there. And that's a, it's a great curriculum that he has that I've had the pleasure of going through myself. Um, Jeff Gonzalez going to be doing some concealed carry specific stuff. Um, If you're interested in a class that um, will kind of guide you through a bunch of different carry positions, like if you're trying to figure out maybe what would work best for you, or if you just want to have that, that knowledge of, well, you know, how about inside waistband, you know, at three o'clock, four o'clock or appendix or ankle or pocket or that kind of thing. Like that'll be the class for you. You'll be able to have the opportunity to go through all those different uh, modes of carry of a, of a gun. Yeah. Um, Chuck Haggard, I mentioned some of the stuff he's doing. Uh, it, it's going to be great uh, having Chuck there. We're really proud of, uh, you know, of that. And uh Sam Middlebrook will be doing something similar to like what you're talking about, Brian. Um, he will be, he, he's really well known for his curriculum up in uh, uh, Washington state where he's a very, very popular sought out instructor up there um, constantly filling classes and primarily teaching more of your entry level type, you know, curriculum, but in a very um, in the right way that I think, like you were talking about fast tracks students for success, um, you know, so that we're not, and I know you're really big on this, Brian, that, you know, it's, you're, you're a myth buster 
just, you know, like <laughs> we're always engaged in these conversations online and stuff and, and, and myself and you and others, you know, even Rob Latham getting involved from time to time, you know, yeah. talking about some of these myths that continue to be perpetuated throughout the industry um, that I think holds a lot of sh- shooters back as they're trying to really learn how to get to the next level. I'm super excited to hear about the curriculum from Haney uh, and, and his unique set of, uh, of, of experiences. Uh, we'll have legal seminars being put on by Andrew Branca, which I think will be eye-opening for for attendees, uh, the way he breaks down the law. Uh, Steve Moses, I, I accidentally skipped over Steve there. Uh, Steve's well-respected, obviously, in the industry. Um, and and I haven't quite connected yet with Steve to, to nail down his specific curriculum for the event, but I I don't worry. I don't really worry about it because I just know it's going to be good. Yeah. And then we've also added Todd Fossey uh, okay. to the mix, um, who is more. I mean, he he brings that hand to hand combatives type approach, but his belief is that the use of the firearm and the hand to hand stuff like that that all needs to be a cohesive, uh, you know, whole. Um, you know, unit of, of skill. And so there's going to be some really cool training done with Todd. Yeah, absolutely. I can't agree more with that one. Um, you know, I, my lane, you you said Mythbusters. Michael and I talked last night and that was actually the tentative title that we came up with is let's call it myth busting the fundamentals. Like, you know, (laughs) that stuff of, well, you know, if you hold your head this way and if the sun's in the, the, at, 12 o'clock and you close this eye this much and this grit, all the stuff that, you know, your, your granddad's granddad's granddad has passed along on what makes you a fast Mm -hmm. and accurate shooter. We can kind of get to the core of that really quickly. And, uh, it was funny that you said you're kind of a myth buster because that was, and I laughed because that was literally the title we were pitching back, back and forth. And, uh, and I, awesome. Yeah. I I've got this, uh, I've got to pare down my, I've got to figure out how to pare down my lecture. So, cause I do a kind of an interactive lecture that's uh, typically about 90 minutes long. And I'm like, hey, I don't think we can get that windy at a, at a four hour block. So, but you said breakfast and lunch as well. That was something that uh, yeah. if I were going to not be teaching, but if I was going to attend a conference, the conferences I've attended in the past, that's one of the things that always, you know, you're, you're, okay, I'm done with this block and I get my buddies together and now we've got to decide where we're going to eat lunch. And, you know, this guy doesn't like this and this guy doesn't like that. And we all finally come to a compromise and we're like, well, we only got 30 minutes. So I, the novel concept of, Hey, here's your options. (laughs) What would you like today? And, and be able to, the other thing is that like networking aspect of it. Um, I tell people in my class, we, we shoot about 30 rounds before lunch, typically in an eight hour block class and people develop so many questions in that 30 minute block of live fire. And then they come out of the pressure cooker and we're all sitting around the dinner table together. They're breaking bread and and they get so much out of that because it's that relaxed time. Nobody's, you know, nobody's worried about shooting in front of their buddies and all that. And they get to ask you know, ask the questions and everybody gets input and feedback and you don't have to go somewhere to do that. Um, so my class, the range I use is really remote. So I typically people bring a sack lunch with them and that tends to be one of the really valuable pieces of time. So 
when you all pitched that conference idea, I was like, man, that is awesome because man, there's just no better way to network with people and get to know people and have that like fellowship aspect of like-minded shooters. And sometimes that's where you dig up the gold, you know, in the time between the range and the classroom and all that. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. No, you're exactly right about that, Brian. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that, that gathering, you know, and that camaraderie uh, that I know is going to be present. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm looking forward to all the new, you know, friendships that'll be developed. Um, I'd like to think that some of these will carry on for many years to come, uh, both for our attendees and even amongst us instructors uh, and others that are involved in the event, uh, just getting to know each other on a, on a more personal level. Uh, you mentioned the breakfast and lunch uh, thing each day. I just wanted to clarify, it's not going to be anything probably, you know, super fancy um, as far as like the breakfast will be kind of like a continental, you know, type breakfast, probably like donuts and, you know, there'll be coffee and, 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 you know, milk and orange juice or something to that effect. And maybe some fruit or, I don't know, it'll be pretty simple and straightforward. Um, lunch will be something that's most likely catered, uh, working on some of those details as well, as well right now. Um, it, it likely will be like a sandwich or something, you know, some chips and that sort of thing. And if, if people have, uh, there'll be a, like a survey that goes out in advance of the event. Um, that might be going out here before too long. Um, at least the first iteration of that. And, and, and part of that will be to, you know, gather some information, both about interest in uh, blocks that people want to attend, but also uh, we'll be asking things like, you know, if there's any special dietary requirements and that kind of stuff. So we can make sure we're planning for, for those as well. Um, but yeah, we just, we, we want people to like the focus of the events, the training and the quality of the information and education that's obtained. And I feel like the best way to help facilitate that is, you know, remove as many factors as possible from, from the student's mind of, you know, the things that they're needing to worry about or be concerned with Um, just, just, you know, make sure you have your equipment, your gun, your holster, your ammo, uh, you know, appropriate clothing for the event, your eye pro ear pro, and then just show up and focus on learning. The conferences I've been to in the past, it's, a lot of a lot of that focus on on getting into a class and getting uh just immersing yourself in it but the nice part about it is you're not committed to an entire weekend with just hearing Brian talk you know <laughs> what i'm saying and sure i can talk uh drywall <laughs> into submission at times but <laughs> at the same time you know having the ability to go okay, well, this is, this is this instructor's methodology. And then Mm -hmm. I go over here and I get a little piece of this one. So it's kind of the, it's kind of the all you can eat buffet style when you go to a conference like this. And the other thing is every conference I've been to, I pick up, you know, Facebook friends, contacts, uh, people that, you know, reach out to me and have questions because they heard something on the podcast and they don't feel like, well, I'm going to bother this guy. It's like I can put a face to the name. So they f- they start to feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, we're on the same sheet of music here. I just <laughs> want to learn how to play this part. So to, to hearken the musician in me. But um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I think, you know, one of the things we discussed when you guys came into town was kind of how to alleviate a lot of the apprehension, so to speak, to come to a conference like that where you have a range of instructors that teach a range of different skill sets, you know, it, it's, 
It's not a USPSA grandmaster class, but there's a guy there that does that. You know what I'm saying? So if you're looking to put the polish on it or man, that's all that's Oklahoma. It's in the middle of nowhere, allegedly, uh, where am I going to eat lunch? You know? Uh, so taking away a lot of that stuff so that the students just go, here's my range bag and all my gear. Oh, I get to go to the okay corral with, you know, Riley Bowman for a four hour, you know, four hour shooting class and then, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So I really liked the idea when you guys, you know, pitched it. I thought that was, it was like, everything I had ever envisioned a conference because every one of them I've ever been to in the past, and I'm not trashing any of them. They all have, there's some little quirk about them that you're like, man, I wish this had been different. And I think all the people that you kind of uh, surveyed or, or got input from that was kind of a lot of what came out was not so much about what do we like about it, but if we had our way, this would be what we, how we would do this, that or the other. So um, that was really really encouraging to me and uh probably one of the biggest sell i hate to say selling points but that that was one of sure. the one of the big uh reasons for me being so enthusiastic about it uh and let's talk about um you got some sponsors coming this year and i'm not mm-hmm. trying to do a belt company shameless plug but i but i will <laughs> edc belt companies sponsoring the event ccw safe rattle off some of the others and let's talk about those yeah. Yeah, uh, CCW Safe being our our presenting sponsor, really our title sponsor for this event, and we're very proud of uh, that that association with CCW Safe, and for their support of it. Uh, that's that's a, actually a huge piece of, I think, making a lot of this work. Um, you know, with their resources and and uh, uh, you know just like Larry Vickers uh, being you know associated with CCW Safe as well, and and uh, of course your association with him as well. So uh, really really cool. Uh, just seeing all that come together, thanks to CCW Safe and our relationship with uh, good folks there. Uh, Range Tech Shot Timers, another sponsor of the event. Uh, there will be you know shot uh, Range Tech Shot Timers being used uh, uh, throughout that event uh, with with some of the instructors. Uh, Mountman Medical will be there, and in fact, I failed to mention uh, Brian. Not you, Brian, but we have our our own Brian McLaughlin, who's associated with Mountain Man Medical, uh, who will be putting on some medical classes as well throughout the weekend. Uh, that'll be another that's a, that's another key piece here, right? Is that we want you know shooting involved. We we want some other uh, you know OC sprays, you know other less lethal stuff, uh, low light training uh, taking place, hand to hand combatives, but also medical. So. We'll have uh, Brian there doing that with Mountain Man Medical, and Mountain Man Medical will have uh, trauma kits, first aid kits stocked throughout the event, uh, ensuring that you know we've got stuff close at hand if something goes down. Yeah, safety of the participants. Of, yeah, that's right. Uh, EDC Belt Company, as you mentioned, so uh, super excited to have EDC Belt Company on board. Um, the belt I'm wearing right now, so that's <laughs> same awesome. here. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah imagine that. Thrum Targets, uh, formerly known as New Bold, yeah. uh, also sponsoring the event. And we're really excited for their partnership there as well and support. And then also Ready Up Gear, so uh, which is a relatively new brand, uh, bringing you know, things like um, electronic hearing protection and, and bags and other types of equipment like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, that Ready Up Gear, I got to get a hold of some people over there because I really like that Air Pro. I've seen a, 
I've seen a, uh, a sample of it and I was rather impressed, especially at the price point. I, I thought mm-hmm. mm, that's, that's, uh, that has my attention and not many things get my attention anymore, but, uh, the shot timers as well. I've been, I've been putting the, the range tech through the paces and, uh, I gotta say I'm every time I think, well, maybe I can figure out a way that maybe this doesn't do this so well. It, it performs flawless and, uh, yeah. really been happy with that. The Thrum yeah. targets, uh, let, let's talk about them for just a second, because I, I, I dug into them. They were, uh, you know, kind of toying around with maybe sponsoring the podcast. And I looked into their product lines and I got to say, that's a really novel concept. So speak to that just a little bit. Yeah. So Thrum again, formerly known as Newbold, really well known for, um, they're, it's not really, it's not exactly silicone, but they're, they're these shoot through targets, right? Mm-hmm. So they're made from a special, uh, uh, patented, uh, polymer that through makes that, you know, they've got all kinds of different target shapes and sizes and profiles and things available. For instance, I've got one of their, uh, plate racks. Okay. And so, you know, unlike a steel plate rack that, you know, you're shooting the steel, plate and the bullet splattering and sometimes you get uh you know occasionally a piece of frag or something that comes back and maybe hits you or something you know we if you've shot steel a bunch we've all been there and experienced you know catching some frag at some point usually not very constant you know very uh consequential but you know it does happen and i've certainly seen people get cut and stuff uh, from fragments of bullets hitting steel targets so through is all about making targets that uh, you know, eliminates that potential, that, that, that possibility. So the bolts just passing through the target in the case of that plate rack, I have the, the targets actually fall down just like they do on an actual plate rack. So you get that same uh, visual, you know, reactive uh, kind of um, interaction, you know, with the, with the targets as well, like you do with steel. Um, you don't get the, the ping that we all know and love, um, but, uh, there's, there's definitely context where I enjoy using these through targets, especially where I want a student or I have a situation where I, I want somebody shooting a target that normally would be too close to be safe with steel. Um, so I've even set up some things where we've set up, uh, some of these through targets. Uh, I've got a couple of these ones that just, they just fall down as, you know, just like a popper uh-huh. and, you know, we can put those three feet, five feet, 10 feet away, you know, because of whatever reason, we just decided to set it up that way, but we can do that and be totally safe about it. Um, and they'll take thousands and thousands of rounds, uh, through them. So, um, I have yet to wear one out now. I'm not shooting them, you know, every day, every week, but, but I've put thousands of rounds through all the different through and targets I have. And, you know, it's clear they're going to go a long time last, last many years. Yeah. There, there were a couple of things that impressed me. I have been a victim of frag, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell a short aside, uh, in a man and man, man on man shoot off that I was the judge of, and it was a, a very large company and six plate rack and whoever had the third plate on either side uh, on this big array of steel. And the plate rack was at 10 yards and it had a small squared edge on it. And one of the students I had shot the edge as square as you possibly could and I now have two chipped front teeth from about 90 grains of 180 grain, 40 caliber Smith and Wesson that hit me mm. just below the bottom lip and, uh, actually cracked a couple of my teeth. So, uh, when I saw their product line, I was like, Oh, 
Oh, I wish I had those 15 years ago. That would have been great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. the second thing was the price point compared to steel. I, I thought that was rather, oh, yeah. um, that got my attention again. So they're, they're, they're very affordable. I mean, if you want to have a, a, if you want to have a plate rack, for instance, um, for plate rack type shooting practice, like normally to buy one, if you don't have access to one at your particular range to buy one is 1500 bucks. Mm-hmm. easy sometimes more you can get the whole plate rack through set up like what i have for like 200 bucks yeah you know or I, I it's been a while since i acquired it but it's 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 a very very low cost uh product in terms of you know being able to get some of those things that you might otherwise spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on for traditional steel targets yeah and as brian eno says if you're uh if you're shooting steel with your ears you're using the wrong sense <laughs> so That's right yeah that's uh, right. And, and to that point, Brian, it's a great point because um, I, I've noticed when particularly when I'm shooting, like say, again, I keep using the plate rack as an example, but it is the through target that I use the most of because I don't have access to a plate rack regularly. So that's one of the reasons why I picked this up. Uh, it, it has helped with calling shots because it forces you to call shots if you're going to shoot it correctly. Right. Cause if yeah. you're, if you, if you're also waiting to see the target fall, you're also not doing things right. So you want to be calling those shots on those targets as you're bouncing from plate to plate, to plate, to plate. And then if for some reason you called something wrong somewhere along the way, you go back and make it up just like you normally would with steel anyway. So yeah, we're not waiting to listen for, for hits. We're not waiting to look for those to fall down. Um, call your shots, make good hits and move on. Yeah. That really, uh, think that's a great training tool not having the ding people are hooked on the ding of the steel but uh it's satisfying it's that it gives you that instant you know uh uh hit of uh oh what do like, you call it like that serotonin or whatever serotonin that, thank yeah you. that you're like wow i did something and uh and, and you're and a half it, a second behind good. the curve <laughs> yeah yep so let's uh, circling back around to the conference talk about accommodations i know some people have asked me, they're like, well, are there hotels close? And I'll go ahead and disclose the range is about what, five, six miles from the hotel center. That's not it's unreasonably really close. far. I, um, I think it's like 12 minutes Yeah, drive time. Um, so it's really, really, that, that is actually one of the coolest things about this. And it's one of the reasons why we selected Oklahoma city gun club for this event, which by the way, came as a result of your introduction, Brian. Uh, and it, and it, it, it was perfect. Like when Jacob and I started looking into this, we're like, this is, this is perfect. Uh, because normally, and, and we, I've been to some of those events and many of you have probably been to some training events and things where the range is at least a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour away from decent food and accommodations. At least I've been there, done that. I've, I've actually attended some training that was even worse than that. Um, and, and so this one being, it's close to hotels. We got two hotels that have our group rate discount and it's a pretty good rate. I think it's $69 per night, which is pretty good. And one of them is a Fairfield uh, and the other one is a Hampton Inn. Uh, again, like about 12 minutes ish from the range. So really close. And there's also food that's pretty much right there as well. And, you know, so, so, and and also there'll be enough time planned in the schedule that if for some reason, somebody doesn't want to eat our provided lunches, uh, that's totally okay. Uh, You, 
should probably, you should have easy enough time to go offsite somewhere and get something to eat as well. Cause we're planning on, I think an hour and 15 minute break. Yeah. Um, between the morning and afternoon blocks. And Oklahoma City Gun Club, but the name of it is a bit deceiving because it's actually in Arcadia, Oklahoma, which is just mm-hmm. east of Edmond, Oklahoma. And Edmond is a, <laughs> a pretty good size hub in the I-35 corridor. So those of you that are familiar with the you know I-35, I-40 junction, it's about 10 miles north of I-40, I-35. And I-35 is like splits Oklahoma City down the middle, splits Edmond, and uh, there's lots of stuff to do in Edmond. Lots of, you know, if you want to get a nice dinner or something one night, you want to splurge on a really good dinner, um, you can do that about five minutes from the conference hotel. I, I mean, yeah. literally, like within a few miles of it. And uh, Oklahoma City Gun Club, uh, even though it's so rural, it's still only like 12, 10, 12 minutes from the highway. Yeah, it's, it's a great I, I just location. Looked it up, by the way. Oh, did you? I just looked it up. It's it's 16 minutes from the hotels to the to the club, uh, so I was off by four minutes. And a straight line distance probably is about six or seven miles, but it's uh, driving is 10 miles. Yeah, so and, really, really not bad at all. And and there is an icon of Route 66 of which you and I and Jacob patronize <laughs> the Pop Store, which uh, they sell like 8,000 different soda pops. So if you're a if you're a boutique small brand soda or root beer drinker, they have that right on the way to the range and on the way back from the range. So, and they got a pretty good, they got to actually have a restaurant in there too. It was closed the day we went by, but they're back open now. So, and it's, yeah. it's five to seven minutes from the range. So lots of accommodation mm-hmm. out there. Um, and beautiful facility. I hadn't been to that area of the facility um, and it looks like we're going to use the bulk of it. So mm-hmm. uh, very, we we have pretty much all of the pistol related stuff reserved for the most part. Um, there is uh, some action pistol bays to the North of the cowboy action part of the range where we're going to be mostly at. And we may even utilize some of those on Friday and Sunday of the event uh, if we need them, but I don't think we're going to need to because we have, plenty of i think spots for everybody um and there'll be a i think a uspsa match or or steel challenge or something going on on saturday during the event but it shouldn't really impact us at all um we, they got a great clubhouse with tons of space um, we've got that reserved as well uh, there'll be perhaps some some training going on in, inside that clubhouse as well um particularly like i think that may be where todd fossey ends up and doing some of his um, hand-to-hand related training. And yeah, it's, like you said, it's a beautiful facility. It's uh, got everything we need. It's close to stuff that we care about, food and place to sleep. And and also too, I should mention, there's, if you want to stay on site, you can, you can camp there. Uh, you can bring your RV or your camper trailer, uh, park your vehicle, whatever. Um, there is a, a relatively, you know, minimal charge uh, per night to do that, but it's very, very reasonable. I think it's like 10 bucks or 15 bucks. Yeah. And they um, have power and water. Yeah. They have, I think everything, but, uh, wastewater, mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah, as there's far no as RV dump on site. So you'd have to do that somewhere else, but, but you'll get water and power. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, the RV hookups out there, they even have a dog run. So, mm-hmm. so if you want to bring your favorite pet, um, <laughs> 
you know, they have, they have that area roped off for a, a like a dog kennel run. So, uh, really nice. And then for people that are driving RVs right off of the, I, if you're an RV person, you should know the I, I 35 corridor pretty well. And there are, uh, the RV world tent and camping world. So if you do need a full RV hookup, you're talking at maximum 15, 20 minutes from the range. So, mm-hmm. and there's even a couple of, uh, RV parks around Arcadia Lake, which is really close to where the facility is. That's so just a couple minutes away. Yep. Yeah. You can tent camp there. You can RV camp there and they actually have full RV hookups, but the, the hookups on site are nice, have nice RV pads. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. it's funny yeah, you mentioned tuck- that I I'm actually you're tucked in there with, with the trees and, uh, uh, there's running water on site. Like I said, not just for RV hookup, but you know, the bathrooms and everything, you're not using Porta Johns, um, at this place either. Uh, so, you know, running water, wash your hands, use the bathroom, camp, stay, whatever. Um, th- that's why we took one look at this, Brian. And we're like, yeah, this is the place to do the event. We were looking for something relatively centrally located in the United States. Um, and also relatively close to a major airport that would be, as affordable as possible for, for people to fly into. So you've got, um, you know, the air, the Will Rogers uh, airport, that's just, you know, it's like 40 minutes away, which yeah, it's on the other side of, of the city, but you know, it's, it's really not, not that bad. Yeah. Something else I had a, a listener send me was, are there going to be carbine classes, which I couldn't answer. So, yeah. Um, th- not, as of this time, um, that is something that has been considered and I'm certainly open to, um, you know, our, our focus is more on the pistol side of things that where that's more of our, that's our lane, you know, as a company. Um, but uh, I, I'm considering that I, I need to have a few more conversations with a few instructors and see if there's an interest in doing that. And, and I think that Again, it's going to be somewhat dependent on the interest that attendees indicate as well, as far as what they'd like to uh, attend and and receive training in. Okay. Well, is there any other final mentions? I I think we've covered kind of the gamut of it, but uh, I can't express to you how excited I am for this conference because I know it's how great it's going to be. So. Hmm. I mean, probably, um, I, I probably sold myself short. I talked about all these other instructors and probably I should go ahead and mention something that I'm going to be, uh, rolling out this year. Um, this won't be my first time I'm, I'm teaching it, but, but, uh, it's kind of a new thing this year for me to put an emphasis into. And that is, uh, my new curriculum, um, that's called uh, pistol intelligence and where students will have, we'll do an abbreviated version of that. And students will have the opportunity to shoot, uh, my standards, which uh, helps determine, it establishes your, what I call your pistol IQ score. So uh, it's very cerebral. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I put a lot of thought into this and into this curriculum and, and uh, my standard is intended to establish a score that there's not, here's, here's the thing. There's not a perfect score. You can always get better. And so that's one of the things that I really like about, the way this curriculum and my standards have been established is that no matter who you are, you can shoot, you can come through this class, you'll learn, uh, you'll shoot my standards and you'll get a pistol IQ score. 
and you that like regardless of if you are a grandmaster shooter or first timer like there's room you'll you'll know where you are and you'll know that there's room to still improve um, to always get better at those standards and so really excited about that um, I may even do like an intro to competitive shooting course uh, if there's some interest for that I, I should have mentioned that there is going to be most likely a USPSA style, like a mini stage that is set up as part of this event throughout the weekend. And we're going to have some fun with that. And anybody that wishes to can throughout the weekend on your own accord, just when you, when you have time, when you want to, you can stop in there and shoot this stage for score. And there'll be some really cool prizes available for, for those that do well on that stage. Excellent. I'm intrigued by this pistol IQ thing. Um, that's a pretty novel concept. I really, I really like that. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Riley, thanks for coming on the off duty on duty podcast. And hopefully the people that have, I have inquired about the guardian conference. Cause I've been talking about it for, I think the better part of two months now, uh, two or three months. And, uh, I know you guys have on the concealed carry podcast and probably the guardian nation con- uh, podcast, uh, so hopefully that answers some questions for people. And if you, you know, if you were teetering on the edge of, should I get a seat? This conference is capped at a hundred seats, I believe, th- or it's, right around somewhere. It, it'll in there. be about a hundred. Um, yeah. So that's a great question. Uh, right now we're planning on about a hundred attendees. Um, it is conceivable that we could open up maybe another 20 seats. Um, but that's probably the, like, upper you know like absolute max limit so um you know tickets are selling pretty pretty well and pretty quickly yeah i wouldn't delay i wouldn't wait on this too long if you're interested at all um and then right now it's early bird pricing in effect and i don't have a date for sure when early bird pricing is going to go away but uh it won't be there forever so yeah um yeah head on over to guardianconference.com check things out there see the list of instructors and get your tickets yeah do it today All right, Riley. Thanks for coming on. All right, Riley Bowman. Episode 30. I guess we're going to call this one the upcoming Guardian Conference. Or yeah, That's a workable title. Uh, Reminder, check out our sponsors, Mountain Man Medical, the Guardian Conference, concealedcarry.com. How can you forget that one, right? ccwsafe.com and edcbelco.com. Um... If you haven't, please, please subscribe, like it, subscribe it, and share it uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Thanks again to uh, my co-host for this episode. I call him the co-host because it's like the honorary co-host of Riley Bowman. And uh, looking forward to seeing him at the Guardian Conference, and I am looking forward to seeing you at the Guardian Conference in September. All right, guys, the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast is a production of Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC. Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC, presents the following content for educational purposes only. Always take proper precautions, follow all firearm safety rules, consult with a competent firearms instructor, and have trained medical staff on hand when operating live firearms. Legal content, commentary, or explanations do not constitute legal advice. 
We are not attorneys and recommend always consulting with competent legal counsel when researching or seeking to understand laws and legal application. Eastridge Training and Consulting LLC, its participants, partners, and affiliates are not liable for any action taken based on the content of this shared podcast.